Hi, this is Chris Finch. I'm lead pastor of City Walk Church. I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you don't already know, the best way to stay connected with City Walk Church is with our app. Just go to your device's app store and search City Walk Church to find it. Whether you've been a longtime follower of Jesus or you're just investigating faith, our hope is that this message will help you take your next step in that journey. If you're in the area, we would love to have you come join us in person. For more information or to plan your visit, check us out at citywalkchurch.com or on social media at WeAreCityWalkCA. Morning, City Walk Church. Hope your week has gone good this past week. And I know uh, the schedule has been a little bit different for all of us. Probably for some of you, it almost feels like summer with your kids. Uh, I can remember as a teenager loving summer because like probably what's happening at your house now, the schedule's a little bit uh, easier. You get to sleep in a little bit more. Uh, But my mom, one of the things that she would do when we were sleeping in and it was time to get up, especially if we were had to go somewhere and man, the time was important, is my mom would come into the room and she would do something extremely cruel. And the, that the, what she would do is she would turn off the fan, which was extremely cruel to do, and then she would flick on the light switch. And if you were like me as a teenager, I tried to keep my room dark so that I could sleep well. And so, man, when my mom would come in and she would turn the fan off and she would flip the light switch, immediately the light won against the darkness. And I would like kind of cl- put something in front of my eyes and like, Mom, 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 because, and you know this, Light always wins against darkness. When she hits that switch and she's trying to wake me up and there's there's darkness in my room, as soon as she hits that switch, the light wins over the darkness. And one of the things we've talked about this past few weeks uh, as we've been in our series, The Life of a Jesus Follower, is how Jesus was sent by God and he was sent by God to do exactly what that light switch did in my room as a teenager, and that is to bring light into the darkness. Because light always wins against darkness. Light always penetrates darkness no matter how dark it is. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And if you were with us this past week, we talked about how Jesus came to bring light, but then he gave us the opportunity to follow his example and do the same thing. And so we've been talking about that over the last few weeks. And and this this morning, what I want to do is I want to look at a guy that whether you grew up in church or not, you've probably heard about. His name was the Apostle Paul. And Paul was a guy that he started out as a really an enemy of Jesus and an enemy of, of the movement that Jesus started. But then Jesus came to him and Jesus showed his light to Paul and Jesus invaded the darkness that was in Paul's life. And his life was transformed, and he went from being the greatest opponent to Jesus and his movement to being the guy that really, in the early church, moved things forward probably more than anybody and really understood what it was like to take the light of Jesus into dark places. And so he wrote several letters that we read in the New Testament, but one of the letters he wrote that I want to look at this morning briefly is a letter that he wrote to a church in the city of Corinth. 
And as he writes this letter, one of the things he talks about is he explains to them what it really means to be someone that takes Jesus into the world and is really, he calls it a fragrant offering. You are the fragrance of Jesus. You bring that into the world. And he writes about that and gives us some great insight. And so we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And we're going to read verses 14 to 17, and we're going to think about what it might look like to be Jesus to our world and what that kind of entails. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 14, Paul says this. He says, But thanks be to God, who in Christ Jesus always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Verse 15, for we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death, to the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things, Paul says. Verse 17, for we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. And Paul, as he's writing to this church in Corinth, he writes to them about how they can be Jesus to their world. How they can take the light that Jesus brought into the world and penetrate the darkness. And, and here's some things that he says. And, I, and the first thing that he says, and he really points out, should encourage and humble all of us. And it's simply this, that God does the work. Did you see in verse 14, he says, he says, Thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us. See, God didn't bring us into a relationship with him to do for him. He brought us into a relationship with him so that he could do through us. And as, as Paul's writing, he understood this because the next chapter over in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, Paul said it this way, Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. If my life is of any value to anyone, it's because of Jesus living his life through me. And, and I hope you could say the same. And, and, and that statement and what Paul was really pointing out to us, that, that when, when Jesus invades darkness and he uses us to do it, it's not because of how great we are. It's not because of all, the, all that we bring to the table. It's because God has chose to work through us. And, and, and that should humble us. But it also, also should encourage us. And here's why it should encourage us. The mission of God doesn't come down to your gifts, your abilities, or my gifts, or my abilities. Because God desires to penetrate darkness, and He wants to do it, and He will do it, and He does it through us. I mean, would you really want to invest your life in something that was up to your gifts and abilities? Like, hey, if, if, if it's up to my gifts and abilities and the little that I bring to the table, it's probably not that big of a mission. And so Paul, as he's writing to these people about what it might look like to be light 
and, and to really bring Jesus into darkness, he, he points out first that, hey, I need you to know that this is a work of God, that God's going to do it through you, and that should encourage and humble you because it doesn't come down to your gifts, your abilities. It comes down to your availability. And he points that out. But then he does this. He points out how not only does God do it through us, but he does it as the overflow of our relationship with him. He, he uses the word in verse 15, he says, for we are the aroma of Christ. And, and then later he uses the, the word fragrance. When you think of aroma or fragrance, you, you think of probably one of your five senses. And, and we know this about ourselves. We go throughout our day and all day long, even if we're not thinking about it, we're, we're smelling things. Our, our sense of smell is at work. Right here I have uh, with me, I have a plate of cookies. And if you were to come in the place that I'm at right now, if you were to come in Mark and Cherise Green's house, and, and these cookies were in the oven being baked, you would come into this house, and before you even got into the kitchen, you would know that there's cookies in the oven because you would smell them. I remember as a kid, I lived in Lakeland, Florida, and there was a bread factory on the kind of the north side of our town. And anytime you got near that bread factory, you didn't have to go into the bread factory to know what was going on because the, the place emanated the smell of bread. And you knew what was going on because of the fragrance that the building and, and that, that what was happening on the inside gave off. And what Paul was saying is, we are the fragrance of Christ. We spread the knowledge of God through our lives. Our lives as we are intimate with God and as we are growing in our relationship with Jesus, we automatically spread and make visible Jesus to the world without even meaning to. Just like fragrance doesn't mean to smell good or bad, it just is what it is. And that's what we are if we have an intimate walk with Jesus. God uses that intimate walk with Jesus to spread and make visible and really show Jesus to the world. We're a fragrance. We're a fragrance of Jesus. And I wrote this in my notes. When I'm walking closely with Jesus, I automatically make him real to those who don't know him. You've been around people like that, where you, you kind of started to hang out with someone, and even before you knew their story, you knew they were a follower of Jesus. Because their life, their attitudes, their emotions, their responses, it emanated something that was going on in the inside. And even before you heard them say it with their mouth, you knew that there was something different about them because their life gave off the fragrance of Christ. And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, hey, God is going to do this work through you, and he's going to do it as you grow in intimacy with Jesus. You are going to give off the fragrance of him. But then he says this, he points this out. He says, you're, you're going you're gonna to do this and God's going to kind of work through you and he's going to use your life and he's going to use your lips or your words. If you look at the passage in verse 14, he says, God through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him 
everywhere. Have you ever wondered why God chose to use us? Paul says it. He says, God, through us, through our lives, spreads the knowledge of God everywhere. That word everywhere means every opportunity. It means every location. God uses our life to spread his message everywhere. If, if I was God, I probably wouldn't have chosen to use us. And maybe you wouldn't have either. But for whatever reason, God decided, I'm going to use the human race to spread the message of redemption through their life and also through their lips. See, God's design is that through every aspect of our lives, Christ is revealed to other people. There's a verse in Matthew chapter 5. You maybe have heard this verse. It says this in Matthew 5, verse 16. It says, Let your light shine before men or before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Hear this. Our lives authenticate the message of Jesus. The way I live authenticates the message of Jesus in the places that I go. How you live your life authenticates that what you say you believe about Jesus is true by how you live your life. God uses us. He works through the intimacy that we have with him to give off the fragrance of Christ. And he uses our lives and our lips, our words. See, see, many today say that, that people, I wrote this in my notes, that say that people aren't open to the gospel. And I don't believe that. Here's what I believe people are asking about the gospel. Is what they believe real? Do they really believe it? Because the, the world sees so many people that says one thing with their lips, but then does something else with their life. And I believe the world's saying, hey, if this is real, shouldn't your life and what you say match up? And that's what Paul's saying. He's saying, you are going to authenticate the message of Jesus. God's going to use you. And he's going to use your life. But then he's also going to use your words or your lips. Verse 17, the end of this passage, Paul says this. He says, but as men of sincerity. So that word sincerity basically means purity. Men and women of purity who are who they say they are, people of integrity, of sincerity. Those type of people speak of Christ. See, when Paul was writing to these people, there was a, a group of teachers that were teaching false doctrine. They were teaching uh, with the idea of gaining financially by their teaching. And so these people, as he was writing to, they were a little bit skeptical of teachers. And so Paul said this, hey, you're looking for people that live lives of purity and sincerity. And, and that's the life that Paul was living. And because he lived that type of life, a pure, a sincere life, he was able to speak Christ with his lips. See, as I live a life that authenticates the message of Jesus, it opens the door for me to share with my mouth about Jesus and what he's done in my life and what he can do for someone else. And so here's something that we need to think about as we kind of bring this to a close. And you already know this, 
because you've seen this play out in the wrong way and you've seen this play out in the right way with some probably examples in your life. Our words and our lives should match up. See, the life of a Jesus follower is about a relationship with God. It's about a relationship with other believers. But it's also about a relationship with the world. And it's so important as we seek to have a relationship with those who don't know God that our words and our lives match up. And so as we close this message, I want to ask you a question. And I want you to maybe think about something that you've never thought of in this way. And here's the question. I've already mentioned it earlier. What fragrance does your life give off? And, and I want you to think, because you probably have never thought about it this way as, as it relates to, to your walk with Jesus, but what fragrance does your life give off to people that don't know Jesus? I've, I've got my, my cookies right here. And again, if, if you were to come in here and these were in the oven and they were giving off the smell of fresh baked cookies, you know what it would do to you? It would draw you in. You would want to get closer. You would want to wait by the oven to get one when they were done. But if I put these cookies down, and I'm not going to grab one of these, but if I had a dirty diaper in my hands, in the same way that those cookies kind of give off a fragrance before you even get close to them, you kind of know what it is. Well, well that dirty diaper does the same thing. But, but here's the difference. See, that dirty diaper isn't going to draw you in. It's actually going to make you want to move away. Those cookies and the smell that they give off, it's going to draw you in. The dirty diaper and the fragrance it gives off is going to repel you. And so my question for you is this, what type of fragrance does your life give off? When people are around you, does it draw them to Jesus or does it repel them from wanting to know more about Jesus? See, it all comes back to our relationship with Jesus. And as we close our, our time together this morning, I want you to think about that because every single one of our lives give off a fragrance. And it's either a fragrance that's going to draw people into a relationship and make people attracted to what Jesus could be for them, or it's going to repel them from wanting to know more about the Jesus that you say you love. See, when Jesus lived on earth, he was such a great example because his life drew people to his message. On the front row of, of his talks, when he would gather people to talk, were the outcasts, were the people nobody else wanted around. See, people were drawn to his message because of his life. And that's what it should be like for us, because he brought light into the world, and we are to do the same thing. And so CityWalk family, whether you're watching locally, or maybe you're just connecting because you saw us on Facebook, and you're somewhere else in the country, I want you to really think about what type of fragrance does your life give off to those that don't know Jesus. And as we seek to, to move into a closer walk with Jesus, I want to give you a couple things to kind of take away that are really practical. The first one is simply this. I want to encourage you, and we talk about this almost every week, to lean into your relationship with Jesus. Lean into your time with Jesus, knowing that the everything that you do for Jesus is birthed 
in intimacy with him and allowing him to live his life through you. So lean into Jesus. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is I want to encourage you to take a practical step to minister to your neighbors, to be a light in this season where people desperately need hope and light. And one real practical thing that we have that I want to encourage you to download, we have it on our resources page on our website, is this little Hello Neighbor card. And what this is, there's a place where you can write your name, where you can write your phone number, and then on here it says, if you are isolating or in need of support, I can help. And it gives them several things that they can ask help for. If they need prayer, if they need groceries, if they need somebody to talk to, if they need somebody to walk their pets, all that stuff's here. And, and I'd encourage you to take this and be light to your neighbor by just filling this out, then putting it on your doorstep of your neighbor or in their mailbox just to let them know that you're available to them to serve them in any way possible because Jesus has called you to that neighborhood to be a fragrance of Him and to bring light. So City Walk, as we close, what fragrance does your life give off to those that don't know Jesus? I want you to think about that and I want you to not be satisfied if your life doesn't give off a fragrance that draws people to Jesus. Because that's what you're here for. And that's what Jesus did. And now he wants to do that through you. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for just this time together this morning. And Lord, we're sitting in living rooms. We're sitting uh, around this area, around the country. We're watching this with our family. Some of us are watching this by ourselves. God, I pray that you would take your word this morning and whether we're a follower of you or whether we're somebody that's investigating faith, I pray that we would lean into your example. Lord, that we would lean into the fact that when you came into this world, you came and you brought light. You brought light that penetrated darkness and you called us to do the same thing. And I pray that we would be individuals that when people are around us, they are drawn to you, not repelled because of the fragrance our lives give, give off because of our intimacy with you. As we close this morning, if you're watching this and you need to talk to somebody, if you want somebody to pray with, Maybe you want to take a next step in your faith. Maybe you're watching and you've never started a relationship with Jesus, but you feel, man, that today's the day. I want to know more about how to do that. I want to encourage you to direct message us right now on Facebook. Direct message our, our Facebook page. And within 15 minutes, somebody's going to get back with you. And so if you need prayer, if there's a question you have, if you'd like to start a relationship with Jesus, we want to help you do that. We want to help you take a next step. And so direct message us, and we look forward to helping you. Have a great week, City Walk.